Hi, everyone. Welcome to I Am Health is Wealth with our host, Dr. Dalal Akuri. Uh, Dr. Akuri, a great, great topic. We kicked off this podcast in the second episode that we are working together on. It's going to, we're going to learn more about you, but how are you, Dr. Akuri? Neil, I'm doing great for 2023. I think we're going to kick it off the right way. We're going to have happy people, healthy people, and wealthy people, because we are going to make a difference. Okay, so this topic is going to be more about your entrepreneur journey. So can you tell our listeners and viewers where you grew up? I was born in Egypt. In Alexandria, Egypt was most beautiful spot that you can ever see. I was so excited. I was born on the ocean. I saw the water every single day of my life. And I was, you know, my balcony was immediately on the ocean. I was raised in a Catholic school, that French-speaking school. I was um, raised from a very high upper middle class family. Uh, people were happy. We had things that sometimes I felt good and sometimes I felt bad about. We had servants, we had cooks, we had butlers. It's just, a, it was a great life, but I've never enjoyed it enough. I always wanted better. I always wanted more. So, um, and uh, that's where I grew up. My dad was an engineer. Um, my grandfather was a, um, both grandfather, one of was a businessman who was an entrepreneur. Uh, he was in retail. And my other grandfather was a uh, in real estate. And I love real estate anyway, but uh, you know, I, I, and I came from a Coptic family, which really doesn't matter, but it, people who understand the value of money, like the Jewish people and the Coptic people really don't overspend. We can, you may say we're frugal, but we'll also live with abundance and respect. So uh, I came from a family that respected the value of the gifts that we receive from the divine. Okay. Wow, so we treated everything respectfully. No, I, I think it's very, very interesting. Egypt. I definitely want to visit Egypt someday to see Beautiful the pyramids. Place. And oh my goodness gracious! And to to grow up there. Now, when you were living in Egypt, is that when you wanted to be a doctor? I had to. I wanted to be an engineer. My dream was to be like my father. He was my hero. He was everything for me. I wanted to be like him. Every time I went to the college next to the engineering class, I, I would just go, mm, I love that. But my dad died from pancreatic cancer when I was 17. Oh and that was a turning point in my life. And I, that moment I knew that being the oldest of four, that I don't want anybody to have the same pain I had to go through. Losing my father was the most painful thing at that time that I ever had to go through. And I really made the vow to myself and to the world that I'm going to study very hard to become a doctor instead of an engineer. So because of him, I became a doctor and I wanted to be an engineer like him. But I became a doctor because of my dad. So that's why I am a doctor. So I'm a doctor with a mission. And my mission started at age 17. You know what? That is a tremendous story to know about that mission at 17, because ultimately you chose medicine to save people's lives, to make sure certain people 
like your father will not, no longer other people will not go through that problem of having health issues. And you really looked at this. So you started to become a doctor, but what made you want to practice alternative way of treating your patients through functional medicine? How did that start? Well, because I made sacrifices to come to this country. So as I told you, I was raised in an upper middle class family. I had butlers and nurses and then uh, I, we had cooks and we had um, maids. And, and I left my two children at home in Egypt. One was less than a year old and one was two and a half years old oh because I wanted to find answer for diseases, diseases and cancer in particular. So I came here with a hope to find answer for cancer. I trained in pediatrics, then I trained in pediatric cancer at Emory and St. Jude Hospital. And when that happened, I thought I had the answers. But I saw patients who did not get better. And despite everything we do, I ended up having to do some emergency medicine. And during that journey of emergency medicine, I saw the patients over and over and over and over again, even though I've given them all the medication there is. I saw all the antihypertensives, if they have high blood pressure, tons of high blood pressure medication, nothing restores the blood pressure. I went to give them diabetes medicine. We went from one diabetes medicine to the next one, to the next one, and people still diabetics. People did not lose weight when they wanted to lose weight. People did not, you know, people would have a heart attack despite everything we did. So I said, it must be something else. So in 2008, I went to learn at the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. That was the first contact that I had but I've always been a doctor who gave lots of, of, of advice. Really, it's really my mission. And I'm trying to smile it over. And I am, but it's hard. So, yeah. Yeah. so I learned, I said, I always, if you have cough, run your nose, I said, encourage fluid, sleep more, vitamin C. And I really found myself doing more than everybody else did. And I thought maybe there is something else. So exactly. I started learning anti-aging medicine and that led to learn integrative cancer care. And that led to learn bio-oxidative medicine and that led to learn infusion therapies. And that led to this and regenerative medicine and stem cell. So each one step was the that the step for the next step. So I was just gradually getting deeper and deeper and deeper into integrative medicine. And I realized I have to integrate it all. So instead of calling myself a functional medicine doctor, which I trained in functional medicine, or an anti-aging doctor, which I trained in anti-aging medicine, or an herbal, herbalist when I trained in that, I said, I'm an integrative advanced integrative doctor who uses every modality that I've learned in order for make people look good and feel good and enjoy life. So I, I focus on microbiome, which is the bacteria in your body. It really makes me very interested. I also like to work on the what we call epigenetics, not the genetics, you know, the environment and the effect of environment on 
gene um, regulation uh, because it's not the genes that I believe that are our destiny. I believe it's the environment we're exposed to that are, is our destiny. And um, I'd like to focus on the, as I said, the microbiome, the epigenetics. I'd like to focus on mitochondria, which is really the energy unit. And I'd love to speak about the mitochondria one day. Mitochondria comes, the DNA of the mitochondria comes only from the mother. And so there is no DNA of the mitochondria that comes from the dad at all. So I, I, I'd like to focus on mitochondria and restore spirit, mind, body. So aligning the spirit with the mind and the body is really my focus. Dr. Corey, what are the major challenges of growing your practice? You know, Neil, if you, the biggest challenge is venturing in something you don't know and trying to venture and forge a way that is not there. It's almost like you have a highway that you want to build and you have a dirt road. And that was when I started. And that's why I want to save people the agony and the pain of going through a dirt road that will um, facilitate for them how you can succeed easier and quicker than I had to. So when I started doing this in 2008, it was almost like what I was doing. Number one, I had to make a major decision. When all the doctors were taking insurance, I had to say no to insurance. That's hard. You don't know if you're going to starve or not starve. So I had to make very hard decisions. And at that time, I was doing emergency medicine at the same time to supplement my clinic. I loved what I did so bad to the point that I had to work. because. But my kids were going to college. One is a doctor now, and the other one's a computer scientist and he's doing his PhD in artificial intelligence. I had to support them financially in order for them to be where they needed to be. And that was my obligation. But the minute I decided to quit emergency medicine completely and have the courage to do full-time anti-aging medicine and functional medicine, I started booming. So I worked on the branding. I worked very hard on not only develop a brand, but maintain the power and the beauty of the brand. My brand is the same. It's caring, passionate, compassionate, empathetic. And I had developed a brand. I worked very hard on my brand name. I also delivered. I worked very hard on delivering. I... I've never taken a no for an answer. You put me in a corner and say, hey, it's not going to work. I mean, I started, I spent a lot of money in coaching. I went into learning how to run or conduct a business, how not to, you can make a, a million dollars, but if you waste a million and a half, you, you're poor. So it's not how much you create, it's how much you keep. So I start having to learn to understand, you know, how to market yourself, how to brand yourself. So it was hard. I'm a female foreigner from Egypt, right? And a doctor who's trained in pediatric oncology, what is she doing in taking cash from people, right? And, and then 
So I had to learn how to believe in the value that I'm offering, how to really present myself very hard, how to hire people, how to screen the people, how to work. It's a lot of challenges. And now I created a system that is easy to understand. You know, it's easy to navigate. But it took me 30 years or 25 years to be where I am today. So it's a lot of challenges. It's a lot of ridicule, um, ridiculism, you know, ridiculed for, for being who I am. But I believed enough in me to say, no, I am going to deliver care. I am going to do my very best. I give my patients the, my phone, my cell number to, to call me whenever they needed me. I've done, I've seen a lot of challenges. I've seen lots of ups and downs, but I had courage. I invested in learning. Um, I give it every bit of everything I can. I give it the my everything. So this is what I did for my challenges. I never accepted them. I just, I'm a persistent woman. I'm a persistent woman to the point that I had a major heart surgery and for less than six months later, I'm working full time. My 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 scar is almost gone, um, and I am sixty, almost sixty nine. And most people would not ever guess that I'm even more than forty seven. I have no makeup, nothing. So I, I've I've also had to do, teach, to do what I teach. I don't ask you to do. What I say, I ask you to do what I do. That's so, so true. And mm -hmm. you talked about, first of all, uh, what made basically uh, made your practice so successful. And we kind of added some of these questions to kind of go deeper into this. But what is the challenge, how challenging it is to grow a team? Because once you do it yourself, you put those hours and you got to, you got to find a team. And so many people after they start to take you know, start to build their business. They don't understand how to hire people to grow the business. Explain how you do that. Growing the team is key to your success. So number one, how to, number one, my dream is to really have a team, not for me, but for people who do functional medicine, who understands how to help people who understand functional medicine. You don't want people to say it's, most people cannot afford you. That's not a person who's gonna ever help you. You wanna have people who uh, their mission on the planet is to help others enough to tell them what they need to do. Second is you need to change their mindset. So you have to work on their mindset. So choosing the right person is key. It's just not, don't be in a hurry. Ask them to come in and, and do a working interview. And then just give them questions. Ask them for a second work interview. And then they can spend time with you. See if they can have answer to some of your questions or problems. So see if they're solution providers or the problem creators. Are they problem solvers or problem creators. You just need to figure that out. And then you need to put them where they can succeed the best. If if a person is a, a people person, is a customer service person, you can't put her in the lab 
because she's not going to succeed. You don't get a person who is the mathematically thinking to be the best in customer service. So you need to really help them grow and see how to coach them, how to invest in them, how to make them feel that you see your vision. You, you, you make your, them adopt your vision, love your vision, talk as if it's you. That it's Make them feel it's their own business. They're growing with you, you know, and you still make them accountable. You still have to make everyone accountable. And as much as you love them, be accountable. You don't have to be, you have to be, you have to teach, but no one to step away. You have to educate, but tell them, help them to be creative. So it's a balance. And it's something that I train people on and educate people on. Um, it's the team either makes you or breaks you. So your team is your lifeline. The next question is, especially if you why, want to scale. Yeah, exactly. Why should nurse practitioners consider starting their own practice? You know, nurse, I've worked with nurses for a lot of years, RNs or MPs, and they are really, um, a lot of times feel controlled. They feel um, they feel like they're not appreciated. They feel they're undervalued. They feel, and they know that they can offer more, and they know they can make a difference, and they know they can touch hearts, and they know they can make more money, and they just live a frustrated life, and they can do more. And they can help more. They can help lots more, more women to look good. They can help more women to feel great. They can help a lot more women with their hormones replacement and help them to understand, you know, how to understand, you know, sexual appeal in a respectful way. And how to let them look young at any age and, and enjoy their life. They have a life too. They need to learn to live a beautiful life and they yes. cannot live a beautiful life unless they offer people a beautiful life and they have the training and they have they they they, they put a lot of hours of of education and they hate to be second class yes and you know what's so great what you offer is you train nurse practitioners and other health professionals including to doctors too including doctors too to learn alternative medicine how can people uh, learn from you? How do you train these professionals? Well, we have retreats and uh, we're going to have a retreat in May and it's going to be in Acapulco. That's one of the when one of the things that I'd like to, uh, that we'll be offering. We're also, um, they can come and learn at the office and then we have webinars and classes that they can be part of. And we also have something Incredible coming up. We have a turnkey operation for you to have AwareMed Express or AwareMed 360 or AwareMed Mobile. So you are ready to go. Turnkey operation with all the marketing understanding, with all the systems, and that's uh, that's another piece. Um, and and, and it's include the education as well. 
So where's the best place people can find information they want to get involved in this and get trained and also have a chance to create their own business? Where can they go? Well, I'm going to give you a phone number of, of the person who's in charge of that. Is Joe Freiberg, F-R-E-I-B-E-R-G. And his phone number is, and I wish I had him on the call. He would be excited. Uh, 925-548-4072. Joe Freiberg would be delighted to talk about um, the franchise model, if that's what the nurse practitioner want. Um, they can call my, SMS me at 843-957-1196 if they want to learn with me. I have created modules, I've created webinars, uh, and, they, and they can be part of my major retreat in Acapulco, right. Mexico. Okay, fantastic. We appreciate it. Uh, Dr. Akori, another great podcast, and I appreciate you coming by. Thank you. All right. That was See awesome. you all later, later everybody. Bye-bye. Look good, feel good. I right. am health is wealth.